What's up, everyone? I'm Catherine Rudder, and you're listening to Life in the Fast Chain. On this episode, we have blockchain lead from IntellectDU, Thomas Bonet, to talk about how they got involved in the blockchain space, what projects they're working on, what it's like to start off with mostly financial institutions, cough, cough, if it sounds familiar, it kind of should, um, what it's like to apply what they've learned to different industries, and so much more. We talk about uh, a bunch of different things. We also talk about what hoppy beer is, which I f- still don't fully understand. Um so, yeah, no clarity on that one. But we do talk about what a champagne problem is, which is an idiom I've used before. Um, and my boss uses idioms all the time. So now I'm constantly speaking in idioms. Um, so I do get to explain that t- to Thomas. But we talk about a lot of other things, and you'll have to listen yourself to find out what. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> In the studio with Thomas Bonet. Did I say it right? Woo! Blockchain lead at Intellect EU. How are you today? I'm doing fine. I'm doing great, actually. Thank you. Great. I'm happy to have you here. Um, I make it a big point to say everyone's names, right? So I'm assuming that I was right and you're not just being nice. Uh, you were fully right. Okay, fully good. right pronunciation. Okay, great. I mean, it's the American in me. I'm a little self-conscious. Yeah. Um, but okay, good. Um, thank you for coming in. We have we're drinking a beer right now. Oh, I didn't realize this was a Belgian beer. Me neither. I actually think really it isn't, and you just Americans claim oh. it, but <laughs> oh, well, it says New Belgium Brewing Company. New Belgium. So, so I guess maybe that's just. I think it's just because Belgium is famous for its beers. And yeah, so they're like kind of posers. Like, yeah, probably. Okay, so But it is a good beer, actually. Yeah, it is good. So it's a fat tire. I think I've had this once before, but I actually really like it. Why did you pick this one? Um, I tried it for the first time, actually, this week, and I really liked it. And when I saw it in your fridge, I was like, yes. Oh, yeah. It says established in Colorado, USA. Yeah, so it's new. Yeah, new, new Belgium. Belgium is just like the- <laughs> It's <laughs> so weird. No Interesting. No well, I really like it. And we also, if just just in case yes. we finish these, which is like super unlike me. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, you have another. Why'd you pick the uh, Brooklyn Lager? Have you had this before? Um, I think I've had that one before, but I don't remember. So that's why I picked it to like check yeah, out if it's still. Muscle memory. Uh, yes, see if it's yes, like yeah. it rings any bells. Okay, hoppy amber lager. I actually think I learned what hoppy meant on this podcast. Do you know what it means? No. Ah, I forget, so I was hoping <laughs> you could say that. <laughs> okay, good. Good, good, good. Because apparently, like, like, people, when they get, when you get beer, like, the hoppier it is. Oh, I'm going to sound stupid. Hold on. I'm going to look it up, and we're going to learn something right now. Hoppy right. beer. Hoppy beer. What does that mean? <laughs> but <laughs> I do know in bars, they always ask, like, oh, do you like a hoppy beer? And I'm always like... Yes, I like hoppy beer, but <laughs> yes. I have no idea what hoppy actually is. <laughs> okay, so we know that you like it. Okay, so Google yeah. says, um, a hoppy beer showcases the hop flavor and <laughs> aroma of the hops. What is this? That's something I, I could have come up with myself. I think with that, I, defi- yeah, that definition. That's kind of what I do on this podcast. I just like repeat <laughs> back what people say. Um, okay, they add the hops late in the brewing process where the hops only add flavor and aroma. Modern beers are known, f- or sorry, 
Yeah, modern beers are known for exhibiting huge amounts of flavor from the hops while keeping the bitterness. <laughs> are you kidding with this definition? I didn't learn has, anything. No, it has to do something with hop, but <laughs> I think that's the only thing. Hop. The first time I heard it, I thought someone was like, oh, do you like your beers happy? happy. And I was like, yeah, I'm so happy. <laughs> I love, I'm a big happy beer girl. Um, okay, so we've learned nothing. 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 Nothing yet. So no. if anyone wants to... Uh, Help us out and tweet at both of us. Yes. <laughs> Let us know. Let us know. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Well, maybe we'll be able to tell because if this this one doesn't say anything about this one it is being hoppy. Being hoppy, no. So maybe we'll be able to tell like the hoppiness just by taste. By tasting. Moving yeah. forward. So we will have to have. Uh, so yeah, now we have to have. We have an, to have to know what hoppy is. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll cancel my other meetings. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so I'm so happy that you yeah. joined me, especially on last minute uh, kind of notice because you're in New York. Obviously, we're in the New York studio. Um, what are you doing here? So um, here for for business, obviously. So with Intellect, we do have a New York office as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a rather small office at the moment, so we have around six people, but we are growing and, and really oh. investing um, into our U.S. relationships and partnerships. I've mm-hmm. um, been here this week mainly to facilitate some workshops with clients, um, but also to have some meetings here with uh, the people at R3 and negotiating and discussing how our partnership can grow further in 2020. Yeah, that's amazing. It's a good um, transition into me saying how I got you on the podcast, which is walking by <laughs> a glass conference room and being like, hey, yeah. he's here. Let's get him on. And uh, Twitter DMing you. Um, so that's great. So what are you guys – tell me a little bit about um, yeah. Intellect. What do you guys do? So we, we have been around for quite a while. So we've been around since 2006, uh, originally uh, a company founded in Belgium. Mm-hmm. Today, um, so where we where we actually really started was all around integration. So mm-hmm. we did a lot of works with banks and financial institutions, and then we started our relationship with SWIFT. So SWIFT yeah. Global Financial Messaging Network. Um, today we're a global service partner for SWIFT, and we get a lot of tier one, tier two banks connected to the SWIFT network. So it's all about payments, integration, configuration, mm-hmm. and then it's I think back in 2014, yeah, um, we started looking into other technologies as well. So we saw like okay, a lot of Things are happening in the payment space. Uh, We were approached by a company named Ripple. Mm -hmm. Um, And so Ripple uh, really sparked some interest for us into blockchain. And so that is then uh, that grew then into us doing some R&D, becoming a founding member of Hyperledger. And then two years ago, starting to work together with Corda. And today we have this blockchain team of around 50 persons. 50? Yeah. Five so zero? Five zero. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, really exciting. Most of them are in uh, Portugal, Ukraine, and then part in Belgium and U.S. Oh, wow. Um, most of the most of them are technically, so we are very technical focused uh, company. Mm-hmm. But we do what we call, and it's it's a bit of a, a fancy word, like strategic development. So we we really want to help and guide our clients in this blockchain world. Like, what are the use cases? What can you do with it? But then also be able to actually implement it. So go from yeah. an ID to a POC, and then actually uh, move into production. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's that's it. That's awesome. That's cool how you guys kind of got into the blockchain world. How did you yourself get into blockchain in general and uh, intellect? <clears throat> yeah, so before intellect, I was doing uh, some consultancy in London, working with uh, some of the bigger banks, and they were looking to have a new solution for identity and mm-hmm. sharing data between the banks, all KYC related. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started looking into 
blockchain technology and got really interested and passionate about it. I, I really thought like, okay, this is going to have a big, big, big impact on these financial institutions. Um, and through that, I was looking for, for vendors to work together with. Um, I started talking to Intellect and I ended up there um, running and growing the blockchain team. Wow. So, yeah. That's awesome. Um, okay. Can you talk a little bit about KYC? What For people who don't know what KYC is, yeah. what it is, why it's important. Yeah. So KYC stands for Know Your Customer. So today, um, when banks onboard a new corporate, for example, mm -hmm. the corporate will have to provide a certain list of data. Um, who are the who are the the managers of the company? Where is the company based? Yeah, um, like all the different data fields, and they need to support that by documentation to prove that. Mm -hmm. um, then this bank will take that information. Gathering the information is already a, quite a cumbersome process today. Like it's very yeah. manual, scanning, faxing, emailing, back and forth. Oh. There are like no digital portals to do that. And then the processing takes a long time. And it's okay. becoming very costly for these big banks to onboard, for example, like medium and medium, uh, small and medium enterprises, because the onboarding can cost 10 to 50K per small uh, per SME. Um, so to have a return on investment to that, you already have to issue a lot of loans or whatever. Mm -hmm. So um, bad, bad, bad customer experience today. Wait, why is it so expensive? Um, Mainly because it's very manual. So oh, okay. you have the, the KYC officers back at the bank need to double check everything. They check it, it against different data sources. They need to buy data from different vendors. Um, so that's mainly what makes it that um, expensive. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, and then the, the second process is like if you now uh, as a corporate go to a second bank, you have to go through that whole process again. Okay. So what we think that blockchain can facilitate is creating a data sharing platform between those financial institutions where the trust is being built in by the technology. Mm -hmm. So you create a digital user experience where the corporate can onboard. And then the corporate really um, becomes like the owner of its data. They have a vault on the blockchain where they own the data. Mm -hmm. It is approved by one of the banks. And it can now be easily shared with other banks and they can automatically instantly um, on board these, um, on board uh, the corporates. Wow, yeah. it sounds like it would obviously increase efficiency so much. There's like so much. Every single episode, I'm like floored that we don't have this. Like that, the processes that are put in place right now. It's how things actually function. Exactly, and <laughs> and I think even like what is cool about this use case is that at first it becomes. An efficiency play. You create like a digital experience. Everything mm -hmm. becomes more efficient. But then you can also start thinking about it as new uh, revenue models. Like, okay, maybe we can start monetizing this data by yeah. adding governments, telcos, insurance companies, all on this um, on that same blockchain network. Yeah. Um, and I think that's also a bit a trend where we see blockchain. Like in the beginning, everybody was like. I was just going to have minor impact, some efficiency, some new data sharing platforms, but. Once people started testing the technology, they also started looking into, okay, we now have a new approach about how to transfer value, how to transfer data, and yeah. we can build products on top of that, actually. Yeah, it's like the whole snowball effect. Like you have like exactly. this use case, but then all of a sudden everywhere. I feel like that's what we, we've discovered, obviously, with one of my one of my coworkers, Chase Gordon, is so funny because he's like, we're in marketing, and he's like, how do you market to every industry all over <laughs> the world? Like, this is so hard. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's so funny because what started, I mean, for us, like, we are, we're, obviously, we started with a consortium and, yeah. and financial institutions and everything. And then <clears throat> kind of going off that, 
which could be its own it's its, its own little thing. Then all of a sudden, like the insurance industry, healthcare, like media, marketing, advertising, all of these things. It's like, oh wait, that would help us too, and like. The possibilities endless. I know people are like, oh, the hype cycle and like blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is if you actually there's there's some value in obviously like the hype of the technology. Obviously, definitely. And it's it's we we had quite a similar journey with intellect. You like we we started with banks because obviously that was what we knew. Mm-hmm. Um, then we started focus very much on market infrastructures because there we saw like okay they are really going beyond the POC. Yeah. But now today, if you look at this week, we're speaking to um, to airline companies, to media companies, yeah. to telco companies. So it's really like. You start to see the interest there from the market, and they're still yeah. at an early stage, but but they see the value of, of using these blockchain technologies as well. Yeah, I mean, technically, I guess it's all at a fairly early stage. Yeah. Um, but this is like what I like to call champagne problems. It's like, you, do you, have you ever heard of that before? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm very curious what it is. <laughs> it's like a champagne. I actually don't know what that like official definition of it is, but like a champagne problem, meaning like it's a problem, but like. It's not. Like okay. it's, a, it's a lucky. It's a lucky, lucky oh, yeah, problem, yeah, to lucky have. problem to have. I yeah. honestly, this is the first time I've ever like live Googled things on the podcast. Okay. But I want to know where that came from. Champagne problem. So now we actually did learn something. Yeah, we uh, need to learn something. Uh, yeah. We didn't learn anything about happy beers. Okay, <laughs> champagne uh, meaning. I guess problems when. Oh, I don't really <laughs> like this definition actually. <laughs> then don't read it. Don't no, read it. Just take. So the, I'll just dumb it down. So it's like. Problems that like you have, but when compared to other like real real issues in the world, like oh, they're okay. not yeah, they're yeah, not really yeah, a problem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. like you, if if you lose your phone, like that's a champagne problem because you're just yeah. gonna get another one. Yeah. But yeah. like, yeah, yeah it's not uh, it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. That you okay. know what? I think that's... I'm just gonna go with that. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna say, you know, and, yeah, it's not true, but it's not the end of the world. So, can you talk a little bit about uh, the projects that you guys recently did in Qatar? And I'm not saying. <laughs> That <laughs> word that I can't say. <laughs> uh, so we, we did a, a project in Qatar very recently with Oredo. Um, so it's uh, a <laughs> Oredo. Oredo. Okay. So Oredo is uh, a, a large global telco. Mm-hmm. Um, they they um, we actually started working together with them together with our tree. So we did some uh, workshops together, looked into different use cases, and what we discovered is that. Today they have um, they have a mobile wallet. They have a kind of a payment platform, but it's mm-hmm. not very digital in the back office, and still a lot of manual processes. And at the same Crazy. time, they they also have a, a loyalty program which okay. goes cross merchant, cross industry, and 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 there are definitely a lot of reconciliation in the in the back office is still manual. Okay. Um, so with the at that moment also the the token SDK coming out of. Uh, Corda, we came up with the idea, like, what if we l- tokenize these loyalty points, um, mm-hmm. make, like, kind of a smart programmable loyalty token, okay. um, but at the same time also have your actual uh, Qatari real, so your actual cash uh, on the ledger. Okay. Um, very rapidly, in less than two months, I think, we build an MVP together with them. What? Um, and it's now, so fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's really one of the things that... Um, and, and I've said that before, I think, when um, when we spoke at Cybos, but it, it's it's really important, I think, for, for our clients to understand that blockchain can have this big infrastructure impact, but to test it, you can actually move really quickly. And definitely yeah. with Corda, um, it is possible to create applications, POCs in one, two months and really test the waters with those kind of applications and see the immediate effect, um, for example, that tokenization can have. 
Wow, interesting. It's such a interesting dichotomy between what you're saying with like the mobile app and then like the back yep. office yep, kind of yep, yep, yep. inefficiencies. Um, okay, can you talk a little bit about what uh, you guys are doing with Swift uh, GPI Link? Yes. Um, so that's actually a really, really cool project, I think. It's um, definitely for us at Intellect U, where at the core, we're still like an integration company and we do a lot of work with Swift. Um, mm-hmm. And then on the, the creative innovation side, a lot of work with uh, Corda. So bringing that together was really fun for us. The The problem that we really tried to solve there is we see a lot of these amazing applications on Corda like Marco Polo, like Voltron. They're moving to the next phase. They are ready. They're in production. Mm-hmm. Um, but often what we see is that to actually still trigger payments mm-hmm. out of there um, is not that easy. It's not uh, the tooling is not um, is not around. So we build actually a, a set of uh, APIs based on the Corda Settler and then the Swift GPI link product mm-hmm. to initiate a payment out of uh, Corda. Okay. Uh, then have an off-ledger payment. Um, we have an asset on the network that can, for example, be an invoice that needs to be settled. And we only settle the actual invoice on the blockchain when we got a payment confirmation. Okay. Um, so we, we built a core app to test that around invoice discounting. We did a full integration. Uh, then our tree and Swift showcased it at Cypos, which was really exciting. Uh, we got a lot of nice feedback about that. And then actually out of that, we did a, a second test where we integrated the, the Corda Settler also with open banking APIs. So yeah. to look like, can we do account-to-account based payments? Um, and then our tree was kind enough to invite us at CordaCon and, and come to show that. So that was uh, fun as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. CordaCon feels like it was so long ago. Yeah, it, it really feels like... It's, it's crazy. I mean, we I got a calendar invite today, literally this morning, for our... Uh, Corticon 2020 planning meeting. Okay. I was like, how is this? Like, <laughs> like, it's weird because it feels like it was so long ago, and then, but it also seems like it was kind of recent. It's yeah, like yeah, one yeah. of those weird things. I'm like, how am I already planning for, we just got over <laughs> Corticon 2019. Um, but yeah, we've seen a lot of you. You came to our sales kick. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So so I feel for, for ourselves, um, like we we were very much involved with with Hyperledger and and Fabric from the beginnings, uh, committing to the open source community. We have mm-hmm. projects running on production on Fabric, um, but we really felt from the beginning that it's a great technology, but not for every use case. And definitely, mm-hmm. where we work with these large financial institutions uh, like Euroclear and Australian Securities Exchange, we feel that more transactional based systems like Accorda, peer to peer, with all the data privacy security in place. Um, are going to have a revolutionary impact on these institutions. So that's why we really decided to focus on this partnership, get all our uh, developers CORDA certified. All Um, of your developers are CORDA certified? Not all of them, but most of them. It's okay, we can name and shame if you want. (laughs) (laughs) David? Uh, so, so so most of them are, and we, we now have, because um, we, we're still a kind of a, a scale-up and, and in growing mode, but we're getting a more rigorous onboarding program where the Corda uh, certification is a must to, to oh, be able wow. to pass. So, uh, oh, wow. And yeah. it's hard. Okay, so I'm the worst because I've told so many, and I've said it on the podcast so many times that I was going to be Corda certified because I wanted to, like, if I'm going to talk the talk, I want to walk yeah, the walk. Yeah. But, I have not yet done it, and the test got harder in July of last year, I think. Mm. So, like, what am I going to yeah. do? I yeah. can't. 
I mean, I it's open. <laughs> you're like, I have no idea what you're going to do. Because I've also taken, like, I actually should try to get it myself as well. But I, I tried it before July and I thought it was already hard. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I would just do it to say I did it. And, like, <laughs> you know, so I would need to, like, carve out some time. Yeah. Um, another shout out to my coworker, Chase Gordon, who did it. He did pass. All right. And that's very nice. When he did it, his intern last summer, like, her first week, she just, like, she was a graphic designer. She just decided to take it and she passed. It was like, what? Yeah, we also, we, we had this amazing, and he actually now joined the company, an amazing intern here in New York, developer, uh, was mainly front-end and web-based development, um, but we said, like, look for your first day, read the white paper of Corda. He was so passionate about it. The next day, he started studying, and at the end of the week, he had his Corda uh, certification. What? Yes. Yeah. Badass. Yeah, 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 definitely. That's so cool. So, Jonathan... Well done. Good job, Jonathan. Uh, cheers to you. Actually, on that note, we can go to our next beer. So let's yes. see if we have, like, the hoppy situation, if we can really feel it. The hoppy beer. Brooklyn, right. thank there you. you Brooklyn lager. Okay. Hoppy amber lager. Okay. Cheers to Jonathan. Cheers to Jonathan. <laughs> I can't I can't describe like the different tastes in beers. <laughs> I like it, but I like the previous one as well. So I like it's different. It's different. It's different. It's definitely but different. It's, but I like it. I think if this one's supposed to be hoppy, <laughs> I think that I would probably prefer a less hoppy beer, but oh, I like this one. Like it's bring it's reminding me of like tastes of, yeah. <laughs> of beers <laughs> that I've had before that I didn't like, but I like it. So maybe it's not like the hoppiest of beer. Like, I wonder if there's, like, a percentage of, like, hoppiness. Hoppiness. What is the hoppiness of the beer? <laughs> what percent hoppy? Um, I like it, though. Okay. So, yeah. um, what's, what's like, the future state of you're working on a lot of stuff? Obviously, you can't talk about everything publicly. Yeah. But, like, what are the next steps with what you guys are doing um, on Corda or just in blockchain in general? Yeah. Um, so what we saw last year happening is really moving our first use cases into production, which were mainly smaller use cases. So mm-hmm. non-core uh, at the banks, like really more testing it out. How do mm-hmm. you deploy it? How do you integrate it? Um, and this year we really see that more large-scale infrastructure projects will need to go into production. Uh, okay. So our focus from a technical level is going to move more. Um, like we, we have a lot of... The, the smart contract development, the application development on top of the blockchain, where yeah. we now really start to focus on our team around security, DevOps, um, really everything that you need around enterprise software in total. Um, yeah. And I think that's where we see really that um, blockchain is growing up. You, your CTO actually wrote an, an amazing article about that in Forbes a few days, weeks ago. Yes. So I would recommend everybody to read that yeah. because it, it really... When we when we read it, we immediately got together with Intellectu. This is what we see happening as well. This is what we feel. Yeah. Um, some of these industries are ready, um, but the challenges are becoming different. And yeah. it are challenges related to enterprise software development. Yeah. And it's a bit more challenging because you work with distributed systems, you work with multiple banks, consortia, so you need to get everything really, really, really right. Yeah. Um, which is also why for us with Intellectu, what excites us is... We, we have tried to standardize more and more of our design phases. So it's what we call okay. the, the shaping. Okay. Where we now say, like, 
look, from the start, think about your blockchain application as another enterprise software project. Think about yeah. security, think about integration, think mm -hmm. about all the, the operational stuff, the governance stuff around it. Um, so new challenges, but definitely challenges that, that we will able to, to tackle together with our clients, together with partners like R3. Um, and that's what really excites us. Yeah, not to do a total shameless plug, but the after that blog post by Richard, which he he's amazing. Yeah, he is really amazing. I like it's for a lot of the video content we do when we record him. I'm just like it's like I'm it's like mesmerizing how his his thoughts connect. I'm mm -hmm. like I wish I could be that eloquent. I'm <laughs> here um, like talking about beer. <laughs> no idea what I'm saying, but no, he's so he's so amazing. But recently, also, I think. Um, it was last week, and so this episode is going out soon. But um, he – or no, we put out like the um, blockchain uh, 2020 vision yep. stuff. So we put out a market report. We put out a um, blog post, and we put out a video of Richard um, talking about what's to come in 2020. It's mm -hmm. kind of along the same vein. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that stuff is pretty interesting, and we've gotten a lot of um, feedback on that. But Richard's blog post was even before yeah. we – put out all of this stuff and that got a lot of attention so that was a good one so yeah, it's definitely. good to be like aligned with that that kind of stuff and also this is a second thought and it's totally not yeah. related to what I just said so putting that aside um, you guys having worked with like in banking and like financial institutions it's kind of the same story as R3 where you had yeah. to think about things and like regulations and stuff that like other people didn't really think about yeah which is kind of setting you guys up for success now i'm sure definitely and i think that's a bit of the the advantage that we have as the history of our company we we really started more on the traditional side with integration working yeah. with swift i think swift probably has some of the highest security standards out there in the market yeah um so taking that experience and connecting that with our blockchain uh, experience is what really gives us a bit of an angle in the market where we're totally. able to move quicker and have that trust with these large financial institutions. Like we're we're yeah. still a small company, um, we which makes that we have the flexibility and the agility to really co-create with our clients. Yeah. But at the same time, at the core, we have deep financial institutions like security and operational experience. Yeah. Oh, we're so similar. <laughs> <laughs> you guys in R3. I like, feel like I'm talking to someone who's been at R3 forever. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a big, I feel like it's a leg up at this point. Was it, was it difficult when you were first kind of getting into this space? Did you find because of all of these kind of requirements and working with Swift and banks and stuff or no? Yeah, definitely. I think in the beginning, a lot of these clients were like, okay, it's good to do like a POC with them, like try mm -hmm. to get something together. Like they know the use cases, they know the technology, they set it up. Um, but then when it was like, okay, we need to move this into production, like, or they just said like, look, we're not going to do it. It's, it's too difficult. We don't understand it at this point. Yeah. Um, or it was like, Intellect, like it's, it's a smaller company, so it really took like I, like look, we have been working with blockchain since 2014, which is quite long in the in the blockchain space. Um, but really, the last two years we we saw getting uh, getting the traction there and, and building the trust, and that's all about. I, I think in the end, every software project you do is about the people. Yeah, it's it's your technology can be amazing, but it's about the people that you have, the people that you hire, the trust that you build with your clients, totally. um, really respecting each other, learning from each other. Um, and that's what I what I feel is now getting us like to those next steps to those production level uh, projects, which is really yeah. exciting. That's so exciting. I'm amped up. 
<laughs> I feel like you guys have a lot of like good things kind of on the horizon. Also, it's crazy. Do you like? I feel like so busy. Also, I love that you're wearing sneakers and a, a hoodie. Yeah, yeah. I feel like not... this is kind of like your like. Whenever I've seen you from afar, I mean, we were like first really hanging out right now. <laughs> like, I haven't like officially like fully had conversations before this, <laughs> but like, you kind of have like a little swag going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think we we really see ourselves more as a as a technology company. Yeah, uh, which we definitely are. I think in the beginning, I was still like trying to wear shirts and like oh, me too. boots, and then I got really tired of it. And yeah. like now, I think like people know like okay, Thomas will come in his white sneakers and intellect pool. So yeah, no, same. I mean, I so it's, it's very funny how like similar um, the companies are just in general from our past. But um, when I first worked. At our th- my story is kind of weird because I interned when there were like only a few people at the yep. company and then can't, I went back to school and then I came back. But even when I first came back, I was coming in like super like <laughs> – okay, so think about when I was first interning. I'm yeah. with like C-suite guys. So I'm with Todd McDonald, Jesse Edwards, David Rudder. I'm with Erica Pretorius. I'm with – like just people who are who are used to the Wall Street kind of yeah, 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 yeah. dress, and so I felt like I had to like rise to the occasion. So I was wearing like these really long like jacket skirt things. And, like, <laughs> I, I can't even. I don't even want to look at pictures of me in that time because it's so not like me. But I found like as the company grew and more people were coming along, it like yeah. added a little edge. And, it, and instead of just being obviously with like Wall Street people, then we were with like actual engineers and developers and people who were like, yeah, I'm coming in and whatever I want. And so now it's a lot more casual. (laughs) So I kind of do that. Like, I think the first time I wore sneakers into the office, I was like, this is, this is what I need. This is what I need. This is is how it will be. This is how it's going to be from here on out. Um, And then another big moment was when I wore ripped jeans. I was like, wow, things have changed. Next steps. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So anyways, okay, so if anyone wants to learn more about Intellect, where do they go if they want to talk to you, whatever, whatever? How um, do they do that? Yeah, so Get definitely um, go to our website, uh, www.intellectu.be oh, oh. or com. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Wait, do you want me to confirm? Yes. I will confirm. Intellect. Um, and then, like, definitely if you if you want to reach out to me, uh, that's thomas.bonner at intellectu.com or you can find me on Twitter uh, if you want to invite me for podcasts that goes through <laughs> Twitter it only goes through Twitter <laughs> uh, to confirm it is dot com dot com yeah so, so when people ask you in the <laughs> future <laughs> yeah okay great thank you so much for coming in today yeah thank you thank you very much for uh, for having uh, me and uh, in intellectu it was a uh, really good fun so fun i mean it was kind of only fitting because you've basically gone to like everything else that we've had yeah this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah if i didn't Definitely. have you on the podcast it would be very concerning i think no 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 but it's a it's a great start of 2020 <laughs> yes it is cheers to that and cheers to jonathan yeah cheers to that <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Life in the Fast Chain. Make sure to do all the things I always tell you to do, which is subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. Share with your friends and family um, if they are cool with a little banter in between the emerging tech blockchain talk. If they're not cool with that, 
maybe send them to another podcast. <laughs> there are a lot of good ones out there. <laughs> but um, make sure to follow us on social media. Uh, all of our R3 accounts are very easy to find. Um, but also, if you're more focused in um, the developer side of things, follow at Corda Blockchain on Twitter. Um, and be sure to get Corda certified if you can. Like intern Jonathan at EU. I'm doing another shout out for him. I think this is the third time on this episode. So um, you poor soul. But thank you for listening. So many good new episodes to come. And I hope you guys like the new theme song. Bye.